Welcome everyone to podcast episode number 63 of Calling the Power Ring. I am your co-host, Matt Turner. With me as always, the king of the Falcon Arrow, Andy Kryptonite Crunch Hatter. How are we doing, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? It's much... Good, really good. The humidity is gone, so I'm doing real good. Yes, and as we record this on Friday, we're about 24, 25 hours of me and you uh, hanging out. We have true wrestling tomorrow. Not only am I excited for that, but I'm excited because you has the better tan between me and you. Yeah. you know, last week you came back to the beach and I came back last night. Yeah. And where, 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 where did you go? What beach did you go to again? I went to uh, Bethany Beach in Delaware. Oh, no. I've never been to any beaches in Delaware ever. <laughs> was it we nice? Were, yeah, it was really nice. It was probably about 10 minutes away outside of Ocean City, Maryland. We were contemplating going to Ocean City. Oh, okay. Maryland, but I guess Delaware doesn't have a state pack. No. On like anything. So it was a, everything was a little bit cheaper. Uh, not only that, but Ocean City, Maryland is more of an adult beach. I know that because back uh, in my single days, in my young 20s, we, uh, my buddy of mine, we used to get a condo every year, 4th of July weekend. Oh, really? Uh, no, we, yeah, we go to for five or six days. So, no, it was really fun. Obviously, it was just me and the girls. It took us about three hours and four, 40 minutes to get down there. And then on the way home yesterday, it took us a little over five hours. No traffic and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I can't. And it was funny because the morning of, we were sitting there eating breakfast, and they had the, the local news on, and they were saying how traffic in 2019 is worse than any other year. So oh, I wonder why. <laughs> More cars yes. this year? Uh, they, well, they went through a whole many things. But we're not here to talk about traffic. No. We're here to talk about wrestling and comics. Um, and if you guys have listened to... The last few episodes, we kind of neglected neglect the comics a little bit. We don't meet the comics. We love you. It's just we were running wild with the G1. Yeah, the G1 G1's is over. Finally over. So we're going to get into the the big news of the week. Let's just start right off with this. The Spider-Man, Sony, MCU split. Andy Hedrick, what, uh, what do you think about this? I don't mean you've been talking via text message the last day, day and a half about it, but uh, what's uh, what's going on? What, what what do you think? Give us give us your uh, your yeah. agenda. Your well, well, from right now, they Sony wants is pulling out because they couldn't strike a deal. I guess Disney wanted more money for merchandising and stuff, and just more uh, control. And I can't blame them. So Sony's gonna pull out, thinking, no, they they need us, you know. Without Spider Man, that's my cat jumps up and says, "Come on, buddy." So, you know, yeah, cats are running front your side. <laughs> yeah. He jumped up on the thing, side. right? Now. Hello. Um, so what was I saying about about Disney's? Yeah. So Sony's like, oh well, we we got the power now, so we'll just pull out, and um, Disney will will have to give us what we want. Which you know, I think there will eventually be a deal. But I mean, it sucks. Like if they do a Spider-Man movie without Marvel, like w- w- will it be good? Like it's, Venom was good. I mean, I enjoyed it. A lot of people didn't like it, but imagine if Marvel would have did Venom, and Venom would have been in. Uh, Avengers then Infinity War like why, why I don't understand why they're not doing the deal I guess you know I could also like what Jim Ross always says uh, cash and uh, creative that's what it comes down to so that's that's what it is the two C's now yeah. obviously me and you're not in the boardroom with certain things so I'm gonna hit a couple points here first of all I feel bad for Tom Holland because it's almost like he's like a 10 year old and mom and dad are splitting yeah. you know, all the kids and all the kids and like second or third grade do you want to live with your mom or do you want to live with your dad and this week is Keystone Comic Con in Philadelphia, and he's like the guest host. Oh yeah, that's a, yeah, he's one of the guests there. <laughs> so you know these people are going to be going up to him and talking, and everybody that's either met Tom Holland or talked about him said it's like he's the nicest, most down to earth kid like you'll ever meet, and that's one of the reasons why he got the Peter Parker role is because he's very much like Peter Parker in the comics. So this poor kid over the next, I don't think he's there today. I think he's 
there uh, oh, Saturday, Saturday, and Saturday and Sunday. And they'll probably be mad at him. It ain't his fault. <laughs> he can't do anything about it. Yeah, over the next two days, I mean, he's probably going to be the your poor guy. So yeah. now, this is what I've heard through the grapevine. Now, I, there's a couple podcasts that I've listened to that I've already done podcasts on. I know Kevin Smith has done one. And Kevin Smith, to me, when it comes to comics, he's like my version of Dave Meltzer on the comic side. <laughs> like, whatever Dave says, I agree like 80 to 90% of what mm-hmm. he says. And Kevin Smith's probably about the same on the comic side. I know he dropped a podcast yesterday about it. I did not get a chance to listen to it. So, from what I understand is when they first made the deal, first of all, I forgot that Sony was even involved. I just thought with him showing up in Civil War, uh, Spider-Man showing up in Civil War, to uh, the Homecoming, Far From Home, the last two Avengers movie, Infinity War and Game, I just thought it was it was done. Yeah, that's right. Done. Yeah, yeah. But they bought it out. But from what I understand, when the, the first contract states, and again, this, is, you know, I, this isn't set in stone, this is just the rumors that I've heard from a couple of sources, is that uh, Marvel was only going to get 10% of what they were making. Okay. So obviously, you know, Infinity War hits huge, Hulk, uh, uh, Endgame hits hit huge, and Spider-Man's featured in those movies, and then Far From Home, which is still in theaters, is well over a billion dollars. Disney says, we want half, we want 50-50, which I think that's fair, yeah. because it's basically Kevin Feige's fingerprints all over it, and the MCU, you know, fingerprints all over it. And I guess Sony said no. Now, as of this morning, when I was getting ready to go to the gym, I heard a couple of websites popped up saying that, that, that it's not a done deal. Yeah, I've seen that, that too. They had, a, they had a meeting last night, and then from what I read this morning, Sony wants... Now, uh, let me backtrack a little. I think there might be sour grapes with Sony because when they did the Marvel Phase 4 mm-hmm. at San Diego, there was no Spider-Man mentioned whatsoever. So, maybe, so that, that had something to do with it. What I understand is what Sony wants, they want a seven Spider-Man picture deal, and they want two Avengers movies. Oh, they want Spider-Man. Okay. So, I mean, I I would take that. You know, that's what gets Spider-Man back in the MCU. Uh, No problem with me. More Spider-Man, more Avengers stuff, but Spider-Man, you know, leading the Avengers. Yeah. Now, do they want seven movies plus the two that already came out, or do they count towards the seven? Are, now, does the Avengers count towards the set? Is it Spider-Man in seven movies total? Or is it spe- seven Spider-Man movies? Well, Tom Holland's been in five, because don't forget about Civil War. Yeah, so that would be five movies, if it's just overall movies total. That I don't know. Again, a lot of this stuff is hearsay. Because, you know, I don't want a Spider-Man movie every year or every, like, two years. That's that's too much, you know? But every that's two years? Shit. Okay, you know. I'd still go see it. But at the same time, you have a Spider-Man, say that... Say Sony wants, okay, we want five Spider-Man movies, one every year for the next two years. Well, that's going to make Peter Parker 10 years older. Mm-hmm. So do you do you age him? Kind of like they've done a little bit with this this last uh, Spider-Man life story run, that Chip Zdarsky did, or do you, you kind of just dress him? I mean, I guess you kind of do the anti-aging thing they did it with Michael Douglas yeah, I mean, for the Ant-Man movies. So, yeah. I think Tom Holland's a phenomenal Spider-Man and even a better Peter Parker. I guess you age him a little bit, but uh, you don't have to make him exactly 10 years older from the first movie to the last, but, you know, whatever. Because like, they never really say the guy's age. They age a little bit, but they never really say Iron Man is, you know, 40 and now he's 50. But, uh, I don't know, but th- now, now th- let's say they uh, make a, a, a Venom movie. Does, does Marvel, like, would they make that? And then, does that count towards the Spider-Man movie? Like, something like that? Or like a Green Goblin movie. I know that's, nobody wants that, but still. 
what they're doing. Supposedly Sony's doing a Morbius movie, I think, in 2020 or 2021. Again, it's just like, really? Like, you're really scraping the... Again, I'll see the comic book movie. I will, I will be there opening weekend to go see it, but like, you're really scraping kind of the bottom of the barrel of it. Yeah, like Morbius. Norman Osborn. Yeah, I'd love I, to see Norman Osborn origin story. Yeah, I guess Morbius got thrown in with the Spider-Man rights. I wonder what other characters they have, like... Probably some out there ones. Like they probably have Silver Sable because she debuted in a Spider-Man comic. I don't know if that's the rule. Like if you debut in a Spider-Man comic, you get looped in or like yeah, kind of like Black- Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver or the X-Men or the Avengers. You know? Yeah, like Black Cat. Now what about Miles? Where does Miles stand? Where does Spider? Yeah. So now he was in the cartoon movie, but I'm like, does that still count? Does Sony own them too, or did they? That came out when the Marvel deal was going on. So does Marvel be like, oh, we own Spider-Gwen? Like I said to one guy, I'm like, if Marvel, if, if Sony pulls out, totally. And Marvel and Miles just put Miles as Spider-Man and act like nothing happened. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's, and then when they get the rights back, which they eventually do, oh my god, who's this? Oh, he's a scroll the whole time. And they make a whole movie about it. And then you can't introduce the real Miles. You know what Marvel could do? I mean, they could really put a power play. Say Sony announces at the end of this year, July 10th, 2021, Spider-Man, you know, whatever. Like, Sony produces this Spider-Man movie. And Marvel's like, oh, Hey, no problem. Let's call up Downey. Let's call up Chris Evans. Let's back the truckload up. And guess what? Guess what we're going to release Avengers, on the same yeah, day? Yeah. Avengers 5, Annihilation Wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh my God. So Avengers vs. X-Men. So it's just like, what? Do I, I honestly don't. If we're already doing speculation as of this morning and about an hour and a half before we did this podcast, that the deal's not done and the fact that Sony's like this is what we want they're already working on it 48 hours before 48 hours ago when they made the announcement that they're they're bailing out I don't think I I think within the next month or so if not maybe by the time we finish this podcast maybe by the time we drop this podcast it, it could be a done deal it could be back I mean this could just be yeah. hey let's I mean it, it, this is, I know you don't really follow professional sports but this is like a very this is like a power play this is just like no I'm gonna hold off for more money and if I don't get what I want, I'm going to retire. I'm going to put yeah. on an aspirin. Kind of like Brock did with WWE and UFC a couple years ago. Yeah, which he does all the time. Yeah, you, know, you can't blame him. Yeah. But Ezekiel Elliott, who is probably one of the best running backs in the league, his contract is off. He's a running back for the Dallas Cowboys. His contract's up in two years. Mm-hmm. And he can report the training camp. He's like, I want an extension. I want more <laughs> money. But like, well, your contract's not up for two years. So he's just not showing up. It's like, I got my guaranteed money. I'll set up these next two years. And either I'll retire or I'll go hmm. to another team where I'll get traded. So now it's like the Dallas Cowboys are like, well, we're going to need him because he's a vital part of our offense. So we're going to eventually probably pay him what he wants. Wow. I think that's kind of like what Sony's doing with Marvel. Probably, yeah. Wouldn't that guy be in breach of contract, though, if he just doesn't show up totally? Not not to go off on a tangent about this, but... I, I don't know. I think it's when these guys, these sports agents, they put in their contract now that they get a guaranteed money. It's oh. Like, we'll get, yeah, you all... Like the end of WCW, stuff. why not just get that money and do nothing, you know? And don't go to WWE. Yeah. Kind of similar to that. These sports agents are always like, okay, you'll sign a three-year deal with $50 million. You're guaranteed to get $40 million of that. So it's like, even if you sit out a year, year and a half, two years... It's like, well, I'll, you know, even though I lost ten million, instead of getting fifty million, I made forty. No. Not still not a bad yeah. thing. Yeah, no, no. And getting back to Spider-Man, and Sony. Imagine if Spider-Man was not in Avengers three or four. Imagine all the money Sony wouldn't have made. They have to be looking at that. You know, they, I bet yeah. they made more money off that than they made off Venom. Right. Well, I'll, I'll say this: I saw Endgame three times in the theaters, all within. It's just hard. 
obviously Thursday, and then that Saturday with Amber, then I think a week or two later with Lily. So we still have those crowd reactions. It's amazing. If you just type in Endgame crowd reactions on YouTube, mm-hmm. it's insane, like, with the crowd reaction. So when you get to the end of the end fight scene where everybody comes back from the portal, Spider-Man, the three nights that I was there, by far got the biggest pop. Yeah, so yeah. It's like, well, everyone was really excited he's, to see him. He's probably the most well-known Marvel hero, I would, I would say. If he's not number one, then he's number two or three. He was. He's definitely number one until the movies got really hot. Yeah. You make an argument for Cap and, you make and an Thor, and Iron for, Man. Uh, for Iron Man. But as far as the comic goes, I mean, the, obviously Marvel was built on the back of the Fantastic Four, and then it just shot through the roof when uh, Ditko and Stan released released Spider Man. Yeah. So I know merchandising alone, he's he's number one. You know, he's up there with. I think he might even be better, bigger than. Batman and Superman. As far as Marvel goes, yeah, he's he, he's the guy. Yeah, and you know, like, like my local Walmart, they had the then game display up front, and, and every copy was sold out. They had a few in the back. I was like, wow, this movie is still making money <laughs> on Blu-ray. I didn't even get it yet, but I'm gonna get it. And also, Batman I, Hush came out. I want to pick that up. Not to go off on that. No, no, I heard that Hush was just okay. Oh, I mean, that book's yeah, fantastic. I know, talk, I, I know we talk about it all the time about how I love. The- animated movies I'm about like five or six behind I just I just don't have the time I'd yeah. rather be watching wrestling or something else or, there's so many uh, too. yeah so much awesome so much awesome stuff it's not like I don't want to see it I do want to see it there's so much awesome stuff going on with wrestling and comics and shows and whatnot but as far as Endgame goes I collect those steelbooks mm-hmm. I pre-booked mine two and a half weeks out and they told me that my Best Buy was sold out of it so I had to get it shipped oh, from huh. Best Buy yeah usually what I do is I, I pre-order it I say five dollars on the shipping. They give me confirmation code. I walk in there the day of release. I give them my confirmation code and they give it to me. But it was, it was I want to say, two and a half, three weeks before the release date. I'm like, oh, I better, I, I, you know, I made the pre-book this now. And they're like, nope, uh, this Walmart sold out. So I'm gonna try the one in Allentown. That one was sold out. I tried the one in New Jersey because I'm only about 20 minutes away from New Jersey. That one was sold out. Wow. And I was like, hey, you know what? For the, uh, I'll just spend the five bucks to get shipped. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, how about that? Yeah, it's, it was sold out at Walmart. Like, wow, it's making money. So imagine if Spider-Man wasn't in that, Sony would have seen zero dollars from that. Even though Spider-Man's only in it for what, twenty minutes? Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, to not make a deal is just plain dumb. Because you know, if they do make a Sony, a Sony only Spider-Man movie, we have Spider-Man and Venom. You know, I guess maybe one of the villains. They can't Fantastic Four anymore. You can put Morbius in it, but who cares? Where does Tom Holland go now? Is, is Tom well, I think Holland he's he's contracted with Sony, so he's contracted. I think they said for two or three more movies. And with, then I with know Spider-Man. Marvel. They said after the the first two weeks of the gate of uh, yeah the gate of wrestling back of the gate box office of Homecoming or Far From Home came out. They're like this is gonna hit a billion, so then they signed into an extension, like four or five picture. But I think that was on the Marvel side. Again, I, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the yeah. time. I completely forgot. So, like I said, like I said a couple weeks ago, that Sony was even involved. So, yeah, I don't know. I know from him and the girl that played uh, MJ, uh, Zendaya, they both unfollowed Sony on Twitter oh, wow. uh, and, and Instagram. Yeah, so Friend, well, they're probably mad because that's costing them a lot of money. You know, hey, you want to be in the next Avengers movies? Absolutely. Oh, now you can't. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a little upset too. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so and, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Again, I, I don't I just don't I don't see the holdout last no. If there was They're there was rumblings this morning that there was a, a phone call or a conference call that this is what Sony wanted, you know, I think Marvel would just be like, let's just let's just get the deal done. Like I'm shocked that Disney 
hasn't gotten to Marvel with a blank check and just bring them back. Yeah. You know, I don't care if we have to buy the whole franchise. Like Sony really doesn't have anything other than other than Spider-Man. They yeah. really don't haven't had anything in the last six or seven years that produces a full load of money. And again, we look at the box office difference because we're Marvel fans and comic fans, and those movies make the most amount of money. You know, as much as everybody crapped on Batman vs Superman, that movie still made over nine hundred million dollars. Venom. Nobody expected to make. I mean, it wasn't a great movie, but it still was a fun movie. It was a fun experience with the, you know the four of us, me, you, uh, Ryan, and Ashton, to go see it in 4DX in New York City. But it made I think something like over eight hundred million dollars. Yeah. No one expected that movie. To make that. Yeah, that's so, crazy. I mean, the be- I the best thing Sony could do without Marvel is Maximum Carnage. If they own, been like Captain America was in that. I mean, they just take him out, cloak and dagger in that. I'm sure. But that's like the big Spider-Man. Like, what are a big Spider-Man story could they do? That's just not having any like heroes in it, you know. There's not that many. That's just stru- solely Spider-Man. I can't. I mean, I'm sure there is. I just can't think of any off hand right now. Do the Clone Saga or the Clone Wars? Yeah, I guess that's it. But do they own all the clones? I wonder. <laughs> like they say, ah, we don't want Ben Riley or Kane. You can have them. <laughs> like Kane from the WWE. No, there's the, there's the third one. <laughs> K A I N E. Now, I, I'm actually kind of glad I forgot to write this down as a note I meant to I was watching this last week before I left for vacation I was watching the Blu-ray extras with Lily of Endgame because a lot of the stuff was, was in the theater and the re-release and I just couldn't get up to go see it they do a wonderful Stanley tribute that you have you know brought tears to my eyes which but that was really good and they do like a 7 or 8 minute mini document on Cap one on Iron Man one on Thor one on Widow one on the females Okay. Um, one on the Russo brothers. It's really just. I, I text my sister right away and said, pick up the Blu-ray for Endgame. You know, I think it's like thirty or thirty-five dollars. Like they did the special edition. I said, it's just that alone without the movie. Took me, you know, someone who's followed the movie since Iron Man first came out, and I had everyone on DVD and the last fifteen or sixteen on this limited edition Blu-ray. That it was worth it alone, just for just for the, the bonus features. Uh, the deleted, and now the, the deleted scenes, I was watching that, and the ones with Rocket, mm-hmm. it's, it's obviously because it wasn't a finished product, so you can put the actual like CGI Rocket or something, like a puppet. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's really, it looks really weird, like there's this extra, like a longer scene of Timmy Thor from the Dark World, and you know, when you get out of Jane Foster, and Hemsworth that's Fat, fat Thor, it has all this dialogue, and it's just, this puppet, and it's just like, it just looks really weird, really freaky, but yet really funny all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, without all the special effects and everything, I remember, what, what was it, uh, I think it was the second Wolverine movie leaked, before they were done all the special effects. My one friend downloaded it and he's watching like, how can you watch this when his claws like pop out? It's just like the gray like prop that he's holding on his hands because they didn't edit over. And I'm like, this is so lame. Like the background's unedited and like... The plastic Yeah, I'm like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch this yeah. movie where half of it's missing. So... And, but yeah, them things are cool like on a, on a Blu-ray extra. Yeah, maybe if you're around... Get the, the chance to get the Blu-ray with all the uh, deleted things and all the extras. It's awesome. So they, they really went all out with it as well as they should have. Maybe if you think about after the DVD sales and Blu-ray sales and the pay-per-view buys and the downloads, it's going to be over three billion dollars. You never hear about that big. You always like, okay, here's the box office, two point eight billion dollars. It's
minimum of 22 something a pop, I think, is the regular Blu-ray. 20, 20, I think it's 22 something at Walmart. Yeah. And then you got the DVD, too, that's still coming out. And then there's like the 4K one and the specials, uh, you know, tons of money. Now, now, sticking with movies, I just seen this. Uh, Joker is going to be rated R for uh, is there strong bloody violence and disturbing behavior <laughs> and brief I, sexual images. <laughs> I did see that last night, but what I understand has nothing to do with the comics. And I also understand, I know the fuck I didn't talk about this. That's going, that comes out the week that we're in New York, right? Yeah. Yeah, I messaged Ashley and I'm like, do you want to go see Joker? And she's like, okay. <laughs> like, all right, let's go to that 4D theater and see there. Yeah, so we'll, I mean, obviously there's... Yeah, I wonder how that's going to be in 4D. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if there's going to be anything, like, really crazy. I, I guess gunshots will go by your head, you know, like the, the bus there. Every time there's a gunshot, because, you know, he's going to shoot a gun. I don't know how the seats will really move, though. I mean, it's not like he's, like, Venom was obviously jumping from building to building, whereas Joker's kind of, like, you know, walking around, punching people, stabbing people. <laughs> Well, the great thing about Venom was any time that yeah, Sydney would fight, it, like we got like a free back massage. I thought that Yeah. My neck hurts from doing this. Uh, that felt good. <laughs> yeah, it's like getting more fights here. This is pretty nice. Pretty good. I would love to see if they. It would have been obviously I wouldn't take a trip to New York City for it, but I would love to see either in the new or in uh, Endgame. Oh yeah, with that yeah. Like, you know, I wonder where we go just because New, New, New York will realize that hey, it's Comic Con. Let's release. Like, one or two of the last Avengers movies. Like, re-release it just for, like, a week or a weekend. Yeah, because when you have 15 screens, what does it matter, you know? Yeah. I would definitely go spend 30 bucks to go see that 40 after they've released that one more in New York. Like, either Infinity War or any of them. Any of them. Iron Man 1, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, can you imagine the Incredible Hulk that end fight scene with uh, him and Abomination where they blow everything up? Yeah, no. The, the, oh, my goodness. Everything's just shaking. <laughs> Yeah, you have to have a puke bucket. Yeah. You'd be like you're riding the Phoenix. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, Separating my shoulder. What happened? I don't think it was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty intense. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, super intense. So, yeah, so I don't foresee this lasting long. I just I don't see Sony doing a solo Spider-Man movie without the MCU turning no. all over it. Um, Cause then what does so, he say about Iron Man? Hey, I got this suit from that guy I used to like that that uh, helped me out there. I can't say his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just drop all that, all the J. Jonah stuff. It's like, yeah. I mean, how does Marvel write him out? You know? So. Yeah. Or do they just act like it never happened? Oh, Doctor Strange uh, mind wiped him. Okay, mind wiped everybody. Who knows? But yeah, I I, I see a deal being worked out, probably soon. Cause why not? Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. Should be should be interesting to say the least, but I don't foresee it lasting so long. Even like again, someone decides, nope, this is what we're doing. And two years from now, they come out with a Spider-Man movie. It could be Justin Timberlake playing or Justin Bieber playing <laughs> oh, Spider-Man. I will go see it. I will go see. That's it. That's like what's his name is Batman. Stuff, sir. <laughs> I only read read one book for this past week. I did not get my books this week because I was soaking the sun and fun. I was down at the beach. I know you, sir, had what three? Weeks, four weeks, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I, I they, my shop said it was three, but I think it was four because I had a ton of books there to pick up. So, <laughs> talk about the one book that you read. <laughs> I guess that was your I, favorite of the week, wasn't it? It was my favorite of the week, and I but it was also it the worst, sick. though. <laughs> I don't know how, how I did not read it in my pile of stuff uh, two weeks ago, but it was Doctor Strange, which I'm really, really loving. Okay, uh, basically, I'll give it an I don't have any notes written for the guy just read, I'll give it a solid A. Uh, Barry Kitson's art's really good in it, just continuing on with Doctor Strange and Mephisto making a deal. And Stephen Strange is basically all alone, and he's kind of going back in time to 
redo some things that uh, that he did wrong, or to try to mind wipe people like uh, Clea, you know, his major love interest from the Stan Lee run. He walks in and he's like begging her for forgiveness, and she's just like, "I forgive you. We should get back together." And Mephisto's like, "You realize if you guys get back together, Galactus is going to wind up eating her." Mm -hmm. So he mind wipes her, and then like they kind of redo the scene, almost like for the movie, like "Come on, I'm here to bargain." Yeah. So he walks in and she goes, "Excuse me, sir. Do I know you? Who are you talking to?" Because I'm sorry, I, I'm having you mistaken for somebody else. So this way, it's like he sacrificed all of their memories together to save her in the end. And then they, the last page is like Mephisto laughing at him, and then it's. Uh, Stephen basically saying to himself, like, well, I guess I'm on my own again. I'm like, oh, what a cliffhanger. Yeah, wow. Sounds good. That, is Mark, Mark, Wade, Mark Wade still writing that? That's what I was going to say. That Mark Wade, he writes good comic books. Yes, he does. Because he, he's, he's on a bunch of things right now. Is he still on Archie? I, I don't know. I no, look. I dropped that because he wasn't doing it. I think it was the Darcy. It still looks really good, but it was, it was just time to come for Yeah, yeah. I, I got a trim a few. I was looking at it. I was like, man, I got, I got to get rid of some of these. Like, I think Catwoman's on the block. Uh, Black Catwoman, Cat. Catwoman, yep. Catwoman I caught, Red Sonya I caught. A couple uh, other Justice ones. I'm cutting, yeah. I don't know where, but I'm like, I gotta trim some. Like, it's sometimes like oh, a new book will come out. I'm like, I'll get it. And I'm like, oh, I could probably just wait and get it to trade. Especially image trade, because it's 10 bucks. So why, why not rate? wait? But, uh. What did you read? How many books, roughly? Roughly, uh, at the top of your head, how many books did you think you had when you went to your shop to pick them up? Oh my god, uh, 30? Somewhere on there? 40? <laughs> <laughs> 30 or 40? Yeah. I mean, if it's four weeks worth of book, that's less than 10. Yeah, it's somewhere around there. Probably. It was over $100, definitely. Uh, yeah, I have I have a pile. Um, but I, I, I didn't, I don't know what came out what week, so for everything I read is just, you know, whatever from the past three three to four weeks. So I, before we I get going, did you, did you get a House of X too? A Powers X2? No, I did not. I checked a few stores. I checked Midtown. I uh, online a lot of places. I go to online. Even when we were walking around the beach, Louis goes, "Oh, yeah, there's a comic store." So I walked in. I said, "I think I know the answer." You guys have House of X2, and they said, "No, not only that, but we didn't even get this was on Wednesday." So about well, Wednesday around nine o'clock because they were close to the beach. They closed at ten. They said, "We still have to get our books for today." Wow. So Ooh. from what I understand, it goes House of X, Powers of X. House of X, Powers of X, Powers of X. Yeah, that's the, I looked at the back. I think I read it uh, a little bit out of order, but no big deal. Well, I'll start with that one. I read, that one's actually Powers of X that you're missing, right? I'm missing House of X. Well, I have Powers of X, I'm missing House of X too. Well, that's the one with the Myra McTaggart origin story, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, so that, then I wrote down the wrong one. <laughs> anyway, I, I read them all. So, anyway, I, I thought this was the best issue so far out of all four of them that I read. So I get this one. So you did get you did get House of X too then? Yes, I did. And I checked that other shop for you, but they didn't have it. They didn't have any at my shop. <laughs> I have my one, you know? No big deal. I'm getting I think second printing comes out either this week or next week, so my shop will put it in and I'm sure I bring, I think it's like twenty dollars cheap if I find that on eBay. I'm sure I can get it for five or six bucks, uh, by the time New York rolls around it's five or six weeks. So I'll just wait for the first printing for New York but Go ahead. So yeah, so I, I did have the Myra McTaggart stuff uh, spoiled on me. So go ahead. Yeah, it's just it, basically all I wrote down was it's a new backstory for Myra McTaggart, and she's a mutant, and she gets uh, her powers. She gets to live life again when she dies. She's reborn, but it's it doesn't really say when she's like if she's reborn in the same year. Because I'm like, wait a minute, if she was born in like let's say the 50s, and then she dies in the 80s, and then she's born again in the 80s. When she be real young when she meets Professor X, but they say like I guess she. Is born again the same day that she was originally born. It's it's a little confusing, but that's her mutant power that she uh, basically is reincarnated, but as herself. 
So, yeah, that one I thought was really good because it was all about her. And then it, it's a little confusing because it goes through her different lives and like what she like when she goes with the apocalypse and then when she uh, goes with Charles Xavier, when she goes with Magneto. So it's kind of cool that they did that. So I gave that one an A. That was a uh, I thought was the best of the X, the Powers of X, the House of X books. Then I'll just go jump all over here. So Avira issue number eight. <laughs> this one was really good, written by David Avalon, art by David Costa. Avira finally meets Lucifer and pleads her case to get out of hell since she shouldn't be there anyway. I give that one an A. Sabrina issue 4, written by Kelly Thompson, art by Veronica Fish. Sabrina has to deal with, uh, with both of her aunts missing and possibly liking two guys at once. Oh my god. Sabrina decides to go find her aunts with some help from magical artifacts in the house. That one's pretty good. Give that one a B plus. Five years. This is the Terry Moore book. Art and uh, writing by Terry Moore. Uh, Tabby meets Julie, a.k.a. Echo, and asks if she will help to stop the fly bomb. So Rachel wakes up from uh, dying in the streets, and Zoe gets captured by the KGB. A+, plus, but if you haven't been reading any of the books, you have no idea what's going on. It's only a downfall, but the book is uh, very good. So good. Yeah. So good. <laughs> but like, I've seen the Strangers in Paradise uh, trade came out, so if you do want to catch up real quick, you can get that... Uh, the new Stranger in Paradise trade. It's like 12 issues, so it's probably like 22 bucks, 24. Read that, and then you can jump right in five years. Uh, Devil. This is the book by uh, Gail Simone and art by Walter Giovanni, the image book. It's like death-defying devil. He's like blue and red. Uh, Devil's laid up in an apartment building after he tried to defend it against the gang, so you kind of see why Devil is there. They don't really tell you who he is or anything, so it's kind of like, well, who is this guy? Why is he here? But it was pretty good. I don't know if I'm going to stick on this. I got it because Gail Simone wrote it. But, you know, Walter Giovanni, he's a long-time Red Sonja artist. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably why they're here. That When Gail was doing her run with uh, Red Sonja, he was on all of them. I think he did the Red Sonja Conan uh, miniseries too. But, yeah, I think this is a once-and-done for me. Not that it was bad. I gave it a B plus, but uh, I get so many books that, yeah, it's just, you know, maybe I'll buy the trade when it's all done. Uh, Valeria one. This is not uh, the Fantastic Four's kid. This is um, Conan's former girlfriend. So it's the Age of Conan book by Marvel. Valeria. Uh, you find out Valeria's backstory and why she decided to become a sword wielding warrior. And it's basically just Red Sonia <laughs> light. It's kind of like, hey, we can't do Red Sonia for whatever reason. Well, what can we do? We'll just uh, make her blonde and make her dress a little bit more. And Valeria is a uh, light Red Sonia. So it was pretty good. Was give, I give it a B plus. Meredith Finch writes it. She wrote that awesome Rose trade or Rose series that I liked. That was like three trades. And the art was done by Anki or Aniki N A N. Wait, no, it's A-N-E-K-A. That's all it says. I don't know if that's a guy or a girl. I have no idea, but the art's really good. Let's uh, see here as I jump around. Xena issue 5. Xena and Gabriel tell Discord to wait behind a tavern while they check in into missing villagers. Then Discord is like, where were they been after they've been gone for a few days? And find out they've been taken by a vampire. So that was pretty good. Either I want to be plus. Uh, House of X. Or is that what I talk about House of X? This is a... Uh, I get confused which one's which. Okay, this is, yeah, House of X 1 and 2, uh, whatever one was the Magnum Tiger one. I read there too, and the, one, the future one's kind of hard to follow because it's like three different futures for the X-Men, and it seems that Nimrod, which is the stupidest name for the all-powerful Sentinel, is kind of like uh, leading the future, like he takes over in the future, so like they're all, like then Apocalypse leads a, a squad of mutants, like in the far future, and they're trying to take down Nimrod, and there might be time travel. Well, so it's kind of confusing, but it was it was good. I gave it a B plus, and I do like Rasputin, who seems to be uh, magic and Colossus put together. So I would assume it's one of their kids. 
But it was pretty good. And then the issue, the second issue of that was kind of hard to follow because they're still doing the multiple timelines. But more thing with Apocalypse's team trying to figure out how to take down Nimrod. And then you kind of see how Nimrod was made and then like through the different years. So it's a little confusing, but I, that, I think this will be a series that's much better read in trade. And then uh, Red Red Scream from uh, the Separation Anxiety slash Absolute Carnage, the girl Carnage. Written by Colin Bowen, actually. And art by Gerardo Sandoval. The art's pretty good. The Scream symbiote is awoken by the symbiote god Noel and finds a new host. I wrote down great art, but I don't think I'll be sticking on this one. I give it a B. It was good, but nothing must read. And then what do I got here? Finally, I wrote, I read, I didn't write, write it, which I did. Uh, White Trees. This is a new book by Chip Sidarsky and art by Chris Anka. It's for Image, but apparently it's only one of two because when you get to the end, it says this is issue one of two. So three former knights find out that their kids have been abducted and they go off to find who took their kids, which happens to be the the enemies of the land they live in. The, art, the art's really good, but it's not a book for kids. It's for mature readers because there's some sexual scenes in it. So how about that? And that's all the books I read so far. <laughs> I still got way more. Yeah, sounds like quite a bit. Yeah, I read the you know, Separation, Anxiety, and Scream. Um, I think I don't know if one of them's a one and done, but I know I just read it just to, just to read them. Yeah, they make so, a cool yeah. cover if you get them all. Well, if you get the main cover, it's like a, or maybe it's the, not the main cover, it's maybe it's a connecting cover, but it's pretty cool. I, and I didn't know them, I never read that storyline where they take the symbiote, the Venom symbiote, and they make four, five other symbiotes from it. I think that was the Separation Super Anxiety original storyline, well, I'm not sure. Yeah, it was like a sequel to Maximum Carnage, because they even made, I didn't know this until a lot of months ago, they made a Super Nintendo game called Separation. Yeah, right? I have that, and you do fight. Scream, I know she's in that, but maybe the other symbiotes are in it, but I forget. I blew through it. It's really hard, so I, yeah, I had to cheat to go through it. <laughs> One day I played both of them. It is fun, but yeah, I, I, I don't know too much about this. Like, uh, what, Phage? They're kind of named after Sins or something. Phage and uh, Thrasher, and I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Scream was the only one that looked halfway cool. Yeah, and the only one that kind of got over, so... I, I don't know. I don't see that book doing good, but I, I think they announced an ongoing for it already. I'm like, uh, maybe you should see how this book does before, because I think this is only one or two issues, maybe three. But to announce an ongoing already, eh, I don't know. <laughs> see how this one does first. Yeah, see what happens. The Colin Bun writes really good stuff, and that that the screen book is a very poor ass, which Colin Bun is kind of like a master. Yeah, definitely. Now, have you? I was going to text you this, but I figured I'd rather get a live reaction out of you. Have you got on the New York Comic Con website in the last seven days. No, I haven't looked at it in a while, quite a while. No, for some reason, if you remember, like, years past, whenever they announced, like, five or six people, you get an email about it. Whereas last year, it was here and there, and this year, it's like nothing. But they did announce, and I'm going to see if you're going to remember. This guy, this guy's doing actually work on Detective Comics now with Hamas. He's a known or something with me and probably the same exact thing for you. Guys, in my opinion, huge, huge DC Comics rock star by the name of Doug Monkey. Okay. Does that name sound familiar? I think it I think my I think my comic book guys told me it's actually pronounced Bunch. M A N K E? Yeah, or Doug Mankey. Yeah. Does that name sound familiar, sir? Yes. He did something. I know he did something. He's an artist. Uh let me think. Yes, he's an artist. Yes, let's uh, uh, was it one of the event books? No. Yes. Yes. Event book was it? Was it No Justice? Ago. Oh, years ago. Um, Infinite Crisis? No, 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 no. no. Uh, what's when with the the Adam's wife kills? That's it. 
Identity. Yeah, Identity Crisis. Yeah. Nope. Oh. It uh, would be... I'm, I'm tr- not Blackest Night. <laughs> yes. Wow. Blackest... Yep, he did a lot of the Jeff Johns Green Lantern stuff. Oh, wow. Which obviously you know, and obviously we've told my listeners here, is what the run that got me back in the comic books, what was it, about uh, eight or nine years ago. So I believe he did a lot of the Sinestro Core War stuff, a lot of the Blackest Night and Brightest Day stuff. So I saw that and I was like, oh, man. Yeah, you that know what? Now, now I think it's M A H N K E, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now it's probably yeah. So yeah. He must have did a lot. I probably have it all. Yeah. So that's a huge. Get. And it's not like somebody that's like it's a Frank Miller or Scott Snyder that I don't think his line would be ginormous. But I mean, his his stuff with Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns to me is the Ozzy Osbourne of comics. And what I mean by that, my dad would always tell me this, and it, make, and it makes sense. Ozzy's a great musician. One of the things that makes him so great is always surrounded himself with other great musicians. Mm-hmm. Like with Sabbath, he's had Ward and Keys and Naomi. And then when he went on solo, he had Randy Castillo, Zach Wild, obviously Randy Rhodes. So it's like you take someone who's top notch on something and you surround him with other top notch people. And John's has always done that. You know, Gary Frank, uh, Yvonne Hayes, Joe Prado, uh, Ethan Van Skyver. So, Doug Monk, he's, you know, he's up there. I put him right in the spot as like favorite artists that go well with Jeff Johns' writing. I think Ben Skyver for me is number one, and I think uh, Doug uh, Monkey or Mankey or Munch or however you pronounce his name, I think he's, you know, one B or two. You know, yeah, he's, he's right there with Van Skyver. So I just Googled I it now. He didn't do Black as Night, but he did. He was on Green Lantern during Black as Night. Okay. So he's on the Green Lantern proper book. They probably yeah, did some might. side ones here and there because I remember they did Blackest Nights for everybody. Then they did, like there was Blackest Night Flash, Blackest Night Wonder Woman. There were like you know, three to five issues. He might have done some covers or some variant covers as well. Yeah, yeah I'm sure Perfect. he probably did, but he wasn't on so, the main Blackest Night title because that was all Ivan Rice. But so he, he I'm did have do about the six weeks to dig through my green. I have a ton. <laughs> I have the whole, I think I'm missing one issue from that whole run. The pre-New 52 was, Green Lantern. There was uh, there were some other names on there, too, that I was like, wow, wow, how are they not announcing these names? But come, I could come the next week or two, I'm going to have to start writing names down and start pulling some books. Yeah, because, right, you know. A couple, know, here, a couple it, of years, it's, it's creeping up on it. Yeah, it, I mean, us. all we really got is sept- or, yes, September, and then it's October, so be okay. here before you know it. Yes, sir. I've seen some more comic news here. I don't know. What were you going to say? I got I got a bunch of stuff here. I was going to say, have you played any Marvel Ultimate Lines 3? I have in the last two weeks. I, I took it to the beach. I was playing a little bit here and there. Uh, it does get very hard at the end. I had to turn it down to easy. <laughs> I don't think I'm at the very end. I'm trying to think. I just I got Ghost Rider and I got Doctor Strange. There's like a... a uh, wherever Doctor Strange sends people that world. I want to say Phantom Zone, but not the Phantom Zone. Kind of like hell. But- Really, just walking the room, Andy's telling that Marvel Ultimate Alliance three is really hard. It's <laughs> yeah. Turn it down easy. Be, yeah, we're probably going to be smacking the controls off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially that level. When you fight uh, the one villain, I won't ruin it for you. Well, the guy that's mind controlled, I'll say that. Too hard. Yeah. So. Yeah, it gets very, very hard, and it sucks because you can't really swap your guys out if you haven't been leveling them because you know how the guys that you don't use don't get leveled, and it's like ugh. So I did. I didn't manage to beat that level, and then the next level was a little bit easier. Who was the team? Who, what team have you found that works the best for you? Well, it's weird because because the I have if I haven't used the character, you have to level them up, or else they just get smoked because you know how they don't get experience if you don't use them. Yeah. So I've been mainly using Wolverine, Spider Gwen, uh, 
I can't remember. Um, who's that? And then I switch out the other two. Because usually when I get a new character, they're leveled, so I'll pop them in. I've been using Elsa Bloodstone, because she's like all distance with guns and stuff. And then I put Ghost Rider in. But usually it's always Spider Gwen, Wolverine. And when I got Hawkeye, he was pretty good. Obviously, he's a distance guy. But usually just always Spider Gwen, Wolverine. That's For us, look, we've been using Lily's big on Wolverine, right, Lil? Uh, yeah. Wolverine, we have the computer be Hulk just because like the computer goes right up to the enemy to like, smash it and it takes a lot to beat Hulk. I've been Scarlet Wish so I can stay in my distance and then we have Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I was, I was using her and they was swapping around so she's not as high level as the rest. And then I was using Psylocke too when I finally got her. I'm like, I'm going to put her in there. Oh, man. Psylocke's in there. Yeah. Big fan of Psylocke. I still didn't get Storm though. Storm's on the cover. I'm like, what? when do you get Storm? <laughs> Now, they did announce this week the first DLC. It's like a vampire DLC. Blade, Morbius... Yeah, Punisher uh, and Moon Knight. Moon Knight, yeah. I was like, that's pretty cool. I was thinking, I was hoping Punisher would be in the main game. I don't know if I'll get that. We'll see, because I didn't beat the game yet. So if, if the DLC is not that expensive, maybe I'll get it. I don't really want to play as Morbius, but Moon Knight and Punisher. Yeah, Blade. Blade's probably all right. Blade was in one? I think he was in one? Maybe he was in the first one. Yeah, he wasn't bad. He was all right. I think he was DLC in that, too. Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Any other comic book stuff you want to go to, and then we'll, before we get into the, the wrestling talk? Sure, that's my thing. Uh, we got about forty it. minutes of comic talking. Obviously, we spent the yeah, majority on this. Have you seen anything pop up on your end of Marvel and Sony reaching a deal? Just okay. You know, be no. young, do the yeah, a little bit breaking news, but I uh, know this isn't breaking news. Did you see Star Wars is going to end at issue seventy-five? The the main title. Really? Yes, but yeah, I don't know what more they're going to do. It apparently it, it ends when uh, the new Star Wars movie comes out, so maybe they're going to switch it to a Ray book and with all the new characters. It's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, great. how much can you do before they're you know, locked in that that time frame? They're locked in, you know. I might pick I up issue 75. Just to... Because I, I only got Star Wars. I was on for about the first 10 issues or so, and they jumped off. But I'll probably pick up 75 just because it's the last one. I have, I have every issue. The Vader, I think I missed two or three. And I mentioned Dark Vader number four, which is the Dr. Alpha. Oh, okay, yeah. Debut, which, is, which is harder to get than issue one. I have four different issues of Dark Vader issue one. Yeah, I, I was getting that too, because that was pretty good. That was when... Uh, well, who was writing Kill it? Kill yeah, Kill yeah. So I got that up to issue 8 or 9, so I have that first appearance of Dr. Afra. So that, that ends with issue 75, when the new movie comes out. So, I wonder what they'll do. You know, there's going to be a Star Wars book. And did you see all the 2099 books that are going to come out? No, what are they? Spinning out of uh, Amazing Spider-Man 33, that's when they're going to start. There's a, first there's an Alpha 2099, and then we're going to get uh, Fantastic Four. I was like, that's cool. Punisher, Conan... That's a first. Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, Doom, and Venom, 2099. So I think they're... Good for Marvel doing something different. Conan, Mexican wrestling Yeah, getting his own book. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Bowdy, bowdy, and rowdy, rowdy in the Marvel (laughs) Universe. (laughs) But I don't know, they look Uh, pretty... The covers look pretty cool. Yeah, Conan is... That's, you know, obviously they didn't have him back with the rights to Conan back when they did 2099 stuff before. Punisher they did before, Doom they did, and the Doom one, oh, that was, I don't know if you remember that book, but that was horrible. <laughs> now, Fantastic Four 2009, that seems pretty cool. I'm looking at the picture, and they look the same. <laughs> Does it have any creative themes? Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, let's see, so on, I think they're all one-shots, let me see, yeah, they're all one-shots, so on Fantastic Four, Carla Pancheco is writing, and Stephen Cummings doing the art, I'm not familiar with the other two. On Punisher, you got 
I don't know these people at all. Lonnie Nadler and Zach Thompson are writing. And then Matt Horak, <laughs> this is the bad guy from uh, She-Ra, is on art. On Conan, I know these people. Jerry Duggan, writing. I don't know the artist, though. Roger Antonio. No idea. And then the alpha one is actually done by Nick Spencer. And then they are Vic Victor Blogdonovich. So I guess they're giving a lot of new writers and artists shots here with the 2099 books. Yeah, sure, why not? Why not? Yeah, I'm not I'm gonna pick up a few of them to check them out. The Conan art looks good, the Fantastic Four, all the art looks good. Punisher. I might skip that Doom one, because that Doom one was terrible back in the day. So was Ghost Rider. It was awful. <laughs> I got I remember Spider Man. I had Spider Man. That was I think that was Peter David, right? Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's Peter David writing Spider Man. Peter David can write the phone book. I'd buy it. Yeah. It's weird that they're not doing a Spider Man two thousand one shot, but I guess he's because he's been around for the past couple years. And they're not doing X Men either. Now he's in the Alpha book, it looks like, but uh, no solo one-shot. Well, I don't mean to bring this podcast down, but I, I want to just kind of touch on the negative thing of pro wrestling that happened last night. What As you know, I texted you and I said, oh, I was excited. Dad, get home from the beach. Super J Cup starts. Oh, yes. Nine matches. Eight of them were in the first round. There was a tag match with, the, uh, with Liger teaming with... I think it was Clark Connors versus, I believe, the... Uh, Shota Umino and Ren Narita. I was like, man, that, and then everything else is the tournament now. It's like, I was looking at, this is the light of the end of the tunnel. When I have my drive, obviously I talked about how I hit all that traffic. And which I, I don't understand traffic, can't stand traffic. <laughs> so I was like, it's okay, as long as I'm home, Super J Cup. Now, I wasn't sure what time it started, because it did say 7 o'clock. It's like, was well, that 7 Pacific time? Is that here? Does that mean it's, it's 8 here, 10 here? doesn't matter. Yeah, because they're all shows in the in California area, right? Well, they're in the U.S. Washington. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a three-hour or one-hour time zone difference. Anyway, so I get home, 6.25, I get home. Okay, I'm going to have an hour. You know, load the car, everybody's going to put everything where it is. I said, I'm going to take a shower, and then I'm going to see if I if I have 10 minutes to get this show started. If I have an hour, if I have three hours, I'm off work uh, Friday. Uh, I'll take a nap, and then I'll, I'll, I'll decide to watch the show. So that was the light at the end of the tunnel for my hour and a half, two hour track, right? So I'm on New Japan World. I don't see it on the schedule. I'm on New Japan 1972. It's all on there with the match list. It's 7 o'clock. Trying to figure out when this season started. 7, 8, 10, when does the show start? So now it's 6.55 and I sent out a tweet. Does anybody know how to watch this? Are they showing? Like, what's going on? Somebody sent me a link for what Meltzer said a couple days ago saying that it will not shown in the music in the world on a little down delay and I'm like okay was it the next day I'll watch it on Friday I'm like, yeah, yeah ain't bad no big deal he said no it won't not until the first week of September I'm like you have got to kidding me yeah I don't so I don't get it I don't understand why I mean they want to be, you know, taken over. Well, not taken over, but they want more viewership around the world. So why not have this live, or at least on the next day? I don't do get you, why they're not. Do you think it's because it's not aired in Japan a lot? You know, so this way it's like, well, now we got to get the footage. We have a tape delay and get the footage back to Japan, which kind of, well, this day and age, to me, that wouldn't make sense. But here's the thing. The Super J Cup, it's like the Olympics. It happens in every three, four, five years. So it's like this thing is bigger than the best of Super Juniors that happens every year. Yeah, that was all it's screamed, like, yeah. It's just like, why Why aren't we getting this? And then I did listen to a review. Brian Alvarez, who lives in the Washington area, he said he's at the show. Mm -hmm. And he said, Amazing Red versus Will Ospreay was the best match he's ever seen live. Wow, how about that? That's that was the main event. 
Yeah. Well, remember Osprey kept calling Red out, saying that dude, when he saw the amazing Red, that was the style he knew he wanted to do when he became a pro wrestler. And they said that Red hasn't had a match since March, and he officially retired in April because of neck So they said they went like 33 minutes. Wow. Yeah, I'd like to watch. I'd watch the whole show. I was doing nothing last night. I would have watched it, but... It would have been perfect. Yeah, I think night two is today, and then the fight, the... Now, the quarterfinals will be today, and then they're doing the semifinals and finals all on the same night, which is Sunday. So they have a day. So they have a day off, and I believe it is tomorrow. So I was just like, I don't understand why this thing is not live. Yeah, why they're not, or, or at least uh, a delay. Hey, you watch tomorrow, okay? Because you know, in two weeks, a lot of people, are, you're not going to get as many people watching in two weeks as uh, you are live. Yeah. Yeah, and especially destruction, the road to destruction is going to be going on then, so it's like, eh, and a lot of people might not even see it. Yeah, you're right, you're right, so we're going to have to try to squeeze in someone, but I know, now I know who won the Osprey match, I don't know who won the others, but give me a prediction, I don't know if you have the I, I didn't see who won, yeah, I didn't see who uh, won any, I don't know any of the matches, but the who, winners. Now, uh, for my finals, I have the guy that used to be Mystico, I forget what his name is now. Yeah, Caristico. I have him winning the bracket on the right and Osprey winning the bracket on the left, and I have Osprey winning the whole thing. I had, uh, for the finals, uh, Will Osprey versus Dragon Lee. Um, for the finals of the right side, I think, is uh, Caristico. I have it coming down to him and Dragon Lee, and then Dragon Lee beating him, and then Dragon Lee wrestling Osprey. And then probably Osprey winning the whole thing. We're moving along, speaking of tournaments, the King of the Ring started. I only saw one match. So, I, uh, which was the Kevin Owens Elias match? Now, I know you put your uh, your prediction yeah. online the other day. Who, who did you have? I had Kevin Owens win the whole thing, so I guess I'm wrong. I had I would have had either I was contemplating either Owens because he's like the guy they're building up, or Andrade. And I was like, I think it's going to be Andrade, but they're all on the right bracket. So I, I had Andrade winning the whole thing, but I had to come down to him and Kevin Owens. Yes, yeah, so right. Final, but I saw Kevin Owens. Lost to Elias. Which yeah, and they man, they they made to- uh, Kevin Owens look like a total loser on this episode of SmackDown. Like he was like begging, like Shane's gonna find him so much money, he's begging to not get fined. It's like okay, that's cool, but you know Kevin Owens, he's gonna get him at the end, and then he just loses match, and that's it. I'm like that, that kind of sucked. It made him look like a total geek. And then uh, Another- the the other thing that sucked about SmackDown was the uh, reveal of who was running down Roman. Did you see that? I did see that. I didn't. I thought the reveal was. I remember we were we just kind of we just got back to the hotel room. We were sitting down, Ambrose. Who do you think it is? Like 15 minutes before they do the reveal, I said, "You know, I think it's going to be Luke Harper because they haven't done anything with them." I had no problem with the reveal. They should have just did it in the ring. Yeah, but it was like it was some old guy, and it's like, okay, like who's this? This is this is no one. It's kind of like a big flop. Like you're expecting no, someone. No, it was it was Luke Harper. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was Luke Harper with his head shaved and his, and his beard dyed. Right? No, it's not. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'm positive. Because <laughs> I listened to a couple podcasts about it. It's not Luke Harper. It's, it's, Luke just, Harper. it's just some old dude. And then they even they had a, a side-by-side uh, picture of it. And I was like, who, who is this? Because you know how the Vince have... doesn't like Luke Harper and doesn't want to use him, so it, it is not Luke Harper. Yeah, because sure, uh, Buddy Murphy, his whole thing was why I saw Eric Rowan and the guy looked looked like Eric Rowan. I'm like, oh, that was smart. You know, they shaved his head and dyed his beard red to make him look like Luke Harper. But I do like how they're, they're doing something with Buddy Murphy. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to get to. Uh, the Buddy Murphy versus Daniel Bryan match was awesome. Especially for yeah, a TV that, match. That was really good. You had a great match with Roman Reigns the week before. Yeah, I didn't get to see that. I missed that one. And then uh, on Raw, Becky had a really good promo when she was talking about uh, Sasha Banks coming back. 
But that was about it for Raw. <laughs> I think there was one... Oh, yeah, Samoa Joe wrestled uh, Cesaro, Claudio. And that match was pretty good. No, I didn't see any of Raw. And, and I, so give me give me the who won the King of the Ring matches and who then Elias and Kevin Owens. It was Samoa Joe won his. And then what was the other one? Uh, what was the other one? I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a bike now. Hold on, I'll you're yeah, I'll pull you. I'll pull the brackets I have. I, th- I think I predicted that right. Whoever won. It wasn't, no, it wasn't Elias. It wasn't Miz. It's Miz and Corbin's next week, which is like, ugh, what, what a first round uh, match Ricochet that is. Ricochet and Drew McIntyre? Was that? Cedric Alexander, Sami Zayn? Yeah, that was a match. C- Cedric won that match. Okay, and then, now I know Elias beat Kevin Owens, and then what was the other? Was it Chad Gable and Chelsea Benjamin? No, it was uh, Andrade beat, uh, who did he wrestle? Yeah, yeah, he beat right. Apollo Crews. And that match wasn't bad either. So, I'm going to say, I think I had Ricochet. That's right. I had Ricochet winning the left bracket and Andre with, um, yeah, Andre, Andrade winning the right bracket with Andrade go. But I was, I was dead set that it was going to come down to Kevin Owens and Andrade on the right side. But you know, getting back. That's what, yeah, that's time. what I thought. I mean, it makes the most sense. Now, maybe it'll be Ali. Maybe it'll give him a little push again. Because I think, well, the first match is like Ali versus, uh, oh, I can't see it right now. But um, it's a good match. Buddy Murphy. Yeah. Buddy Murphy. Maybe, maybe it'll be Buddy Murphy versus Andrade for the finals. Seems we get putting some steam behind Buddy Murphy. Yeah, I don't see Elias going in there. Because then if Elias beats the winner of Ali, Buddy Murphy, he moves the finals. It won't be the semifinals, but it will probably Yeah. But getting back to the whole now, they're clearly making Kevin Owens to be the next Stone Cold. He's the new show that says Stun Owens, which I have no problem with. He's a great talker, and he can be like the anti you know, hero, like how Stone Cold acts. Stone Cold acts. Got no problem with that, but obviously here's two small problems I've had. I have Kevin Owens on on Tuesday that you that you know you kind of alluded to. Did the backstage segment with Shane McMahon, which he like apologized to, and then he stuck his hand out to shake Shane's hand, and Shane like not only did Shane not shake his hand, he punked him out. He's like I got better things to do than shake his hand. I'm like, and then he goes, oh fair enough. We're like you should just like with that with Stone Cold, he would slap him. Yeah. Or he, or he would have got back at the end where Kevin Owens got no like retribution at all. It's kind of like, Aww. Yeah, so I don't know what they're doing there. Yeah, they didn't really, they did not make uh, Kevin Owens look good at all on SmackDown. I'm like, ugh. I predicted him win the whole thing, and then he's losing the match, and he looked like a loser the whole time. Like, ugh. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, so. I don't know. I don't know what they're going, but they're, they're continuing this feud with Shane McMahon for some yeah, reason. Which, yeah. We all thought, like, oh, it's finally over. And now it's, it's, it's continuing. I don't know who wants Shane McMahon on TV so much, but you're getting it. Yeah, but the King of the Ring stuff is it, it, it is interesting. I just don't know why they got rid of Kevin Owens. So, uh, yeah. You know, so, early, cause I thought he's finally one of the more popular guys in the whole tournament. But I, I, I still think Andrade is going to win the whole tournament. Those are really big on him. As well uh, yeah. as he should be. He's fantastic. I, I could see that. I think he, he'd be a good winner. And I could see him definitely winning. Yeah. And I could, uh, on the other side, you can see Ricochet winning, too. Yeah, Paul Haynes, this is really big on Ricochet, so. Yeah. I, I, I guess, maybe they should have thrown one or two NXT guys in this. I mean, they didn't trap Chad Gable when he was a 205 guy. Yeah. So, I mean, and then he against Buddy Murphy. Well, he's a SmackDown guy now, I, I, I guess. But I, I don't know. Miz birthed Baron Corbin. Like, there's a match there. It's like, I don't want to watch that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Now, you know what I thought? I thought it was all going to be on Raw. <laughs> like, I was at, like, at least the first round. And it's like, oh, no, you're only getting two matches. I was like, oh. I was like, well, it's going to be a good Raw tonight. So I don't, I don't know how, why I thought that. But I think it, I think that would be cool if Raw was all just uh, King of the Ring matches. 
Be better. Yeah, definitely. But no. Be better. Now, how about uh, NXT and AEW going head to head now? That was literally the next thing on my list. Is exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. I think this is awesome. I think this is great because NXT has a phenomenal roster. You know, the Riddle. I, I think NXT should be built around the Undisputed Era as after the Four Horse. Yeah. And if you think about it, there's a lot of similarities with the Four Horsemen of the '80s uh, and the Undisputed Era. You have Adam Cole who has a good catchphrase, the Bay Bay thing, like Ric Flair with the Woo, who's their champion, just like Ric Flair, who is so good at being a heel, he gets cheered, just like Ric Flair. You have Roderick Strong, who's very much like Barry Windham and Arn Anderson, where he's like the enforcer, he's like the gatekeeper, he's like, you know, he's an ass kicker, he'll have a good match with anybody, win, lose, or draw. You know, he's like the guy who basically can kind of keep people out of getting to Adam Cole. And then you have Fish and O'Reilly, who's very much like Arn and Tully or Arn and Oli or Malenko and Benoit. Oh, yeah. Great technicians, great tag team. Uh, might be the best tag team in under a WWE uh, contract. I would say the Usos are, are the uh, uh, revival, you know, probably the you know, three of them. Uh, but I think the thing that excites me most about NXT going on USA Network is people are finally going to get to see what I've known for the better part of seven or eight years. And that's just how good of a tag team Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish is. I just hope they don't split them up. They yeah. don't split the Undisputed Era because the WWE Vince is big on hating factions and then once they get hot, splitting them up. So uh, let's see what happens. And then, you know, AEW, obviously they got to uh, they got to make a statement, you know, right out of the gate. And obviously I think that they will. So this is this is going to be fantastic viewing. And I will definitely have my DVR set to uh, for Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday Night Wars, here we go. Yeah, because NXT is going to be on USA. Two hours moving to and they say that Vince is going to have his hands on it, but I think, like, eh, maybe not for the first episode, but then after the second and third, we'll probably have some say, because, you know, it is his product. Maybe not, but especially if the NXT loses the ratings to AEW, then probably Vince will get in there. And hopefully, because everyone's worried, like, oh, is NXT going to change? It's going to be like Raw and SmackDown. We, we like it because it's not like that. So hopefully it doesn't change. They're saying it's not going to, but who knows? But I'm all for it, and the, and the NXT will be on USA, but then after 24 hours, it will be on the network. So, if you don't have cable like me, just watch it the next day. That, that's fine. And now, I don't know about AEW. I don't know if that's going to be on Hulu or anything, or on the uh, what's the, uh, the BR Live app the next day. I, they, they really haven't said. I'm hoping it is, because I won't be able to watch AEW Live. But I would imagine. I, I, yeah, I would think they have to be on something. I think a lot of TNT shows are on Hulu, so if it's waiting one day, I, I can wait one day. But, I, but I'm all for it. Why, why not? You know? That was the best times when Ron's Nitro were on. You're like, I can flip back and forth. Yeah, you know, as, as much as we kind of, you know, poo-poo on Ron's SmackDown, if AEW would have to have either of those, AEW would, would, they at least for the first 18 months would get their, get their ass. Yeah. Just because Ron's SmackDown is so well established. So this is, this is going to be good. And I believe that uh, NXT's got about a two-week jump, I think the middle of September. Yeah, something like that it starts. I think it's uh, probably in like two weeks. And then AEW doesn't start to what, October... October 2nd, yeah, yeah. birthday. Yeah, how about that? And then right before New York Comic Con. Yep, then we're leaving the next morning. And so. you know they're coming out with a big show that night. Yeah, interesting. I believe they're crowning their first women's champion and they're starting their tag tournament that night. Yeah, and I, I think... Is that the first show or the second show, The whoever's the world champion will be defending the title? Might be the first so. one. I mean, why not load up the first one? I mean, you're not going to get a loaded show every week, but why not load up the first one? I mean, it's the very first show. Or 
maybe you do maybe the second show you leave something for the second where basically the first one you do four tag matches to set up the tag tournament you know you have the young bucks and some you know somebody in the main event best friends or yeah, it's, you know, something, and then you do the women, you crown the women's champion as, like, your semi-man event, and that's why you leave something for the for the second show. You have Hangman Page or Jericho defending the ball, or you have a rematch. Yeah. Why not have a rematch? Why don't you announce it, you know, like, the second or third segment, be like, hey, the main event for the second show is going to be Hangman Page versus Jericho rematch from Double or Nothing for the title. Yeah, they could do that, definitely. I mean, a lot so, of eyes are going to be on that, for, that first AEW. So I, I would think, in the ratings-wise, that's probably going to win that week, just because it's the first show. Now, the next week, yeah. you know, I don't I think more well, people would watch AEW Live, but you, you don't know. Well, now, here's something else, too. Now, a, now, NXT's got two weeks, two weeks of shows where they can build up their October third, October 2nd show, and now you have that wild card rule. So, what's not to say the main event of the NXT October 2nd show isn't Seth Rollins versus Adam Cole, title for title? Yeah, you can do something like you that. Know, or, Dan- or Daniel Bryan versus Matt Riddle, you know? Yeah. I'm sure they will send somebody there, not a couple of people, for that show. And I think they should send some people over just, you know, in general. Especially if they're not using them. You know, someone like Apollo Crews might be much better off in NXT. Well, they did with Fang- yeah. Fandango and uh, Todd Breeze, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Now, let me ask you this. Cause I, I, this, this question was posed to me, and I immediately said AEW. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute, let me back up. Who's got the be- as of right now? Who has the better roster? And I'm not talking about like Daniel Bryan goes to NXT. No, the, NXT the, right the, now. NXT, yeah, NXT brand right now versus the AEW brand right now. Who's got the better roster? I, I mean, I, you know, yeah, obviously, would, you have Kenny, obviously you have Kenny in the box up top, but then like if you go down the rest of it, it might be NXT. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, NXT might have a, a more solid mid to undercard. Because every, just about everyone's good in NXT. Like, you think Keith Lee, who hasn't been doing too much. Like, Donovan he's really good. Dijak, yeah. yeah. Martinez. I forgot about those guys, yeah. And, uh... Kushida. Yeah, Kushida. Oh, who, my God. Who, who they haven't used hardly. I don't think he's been on TV, what, twice? Hero. Yeah, yeah. Chris Hero's still there. So, it's like, wow. And then they can pro- they're probably going to use some NXT UK guys, because there's a show that everybody forgot about. I don't even know what time it even comes on. So, why not just put them on, too? Especially for the... Now it's going to be on USA. Why not? I mean Walter, yeah. you know. Walter. So I, the bait, you know, yeah, I don't. I, I would think AEW first, but I don't know. You just think the women in NXT maybe the women in NXT probably better than the women of AEW. I would yep. say with, with Shayna and Io Shirai and, and uh, Candice. Yeah, Candice Bianca Belair is even really good. So I don't know. That's that's a close one. But here, what 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 would you watch live first? It all depends. Obviously, I'll be DVR and and I'm back to my regular schedule. I don't have to start work early starting uh, this week so what'll happen it stinks uh, instead of being out of work at noon on Friday I'll have to work till five, uh, 4 or 5 however the good thing is the girls will be out of the house by a little before 7 mm-hmm. so I'll have about 30 to 40 minutes every day where I just wake up and get caught up on TV so that's where I'm probably going to try to get caught up there it, for me it's probably going to be how it was back in the day with the Monday Night Wars where I was just flipping through the channels I would flip back and forth between the two, or we'd go with my buddy Joe's house we would walk. He had two TV. He had a, his whole entire. He had a finished basement, and his, the whole entire finished basement was like his two rooms, like his own bedroom room and his own uh, bedroom. Okay. So we we would just set the VCR for uh, both shows, and then we would just like we'd have like two or three people watching around, two or three people watching. <laughs> That's pretty Watching cool. Nitro, and then like, hey, Jericho versus Benoit's on. So we oh, would run to the you know go right to the other room. So this I'll probably flip them back and forth, but it's probably gonna be like what matches on that treats me the most. Yeah, and I I think I would watch AEW first, 
Well, I don't have cable anyway, so I'm watching the next day. But I'll probably watch AEW and then watch NXT. I can probably tell you, hey, you know, these are the matches to watch on this show. Like, here's seven matches between the two shows. Here's the order that I would probably watch them. So I, I'll probably, yeah. I won't, I won't spoil them for you. I'll just say, hey, you know, if you only have an hour to watch wrestling, only three matches from the, you know, uh, from Wednesday shows, it'll be these shows. So I'll, I'll probably tip you out there. So oh, okay. Wednesday will be Wednesday's going to be like my new Friday, show, new comic book day. <laughs> yeah, and two shows. Yeah, I mean you're getting four hours of wrestling every Wednesday now. It's crazy how much wrestling there is, and it's and it's at the point now where people are going to start picking and choosing. But hey. What a, it's an awesome ability to be able to say, I'm not going to watch that, but I'm going to watch this. You know, To have that much wrestling where you can pick and choose, that that's awesome. Because back in the day, it was like, well, you, this is what you can watch. This is what's on, you know? Especially when WCW and ECW went down. It's like, well, we got WWE. Because there wasn't no streaming back then. Not only I mean, that, but I think Flash is on Tuesday or Wednesday. So Flash, either it's either Flash or uh, Batwoman. Will be on the CW on Wednesday. Yeah, well, but. I forget what because I used to watch when they were both on Hulu the next day. They, it was like Wednesday, Thursday, or no, Tuesday, third, Tuesday, Wednesday. Was, so I Monday, believe, Tuesday. I forget. The first two seasons of Flash was Wednesday, and they moved to Tuesday. Okay. So I could be wrong. Speaking of, and this is literally the last point I have to make, and then you can you can finish up. What do you want? Want to say? So speaking of, you, you gave me a segue. I didn't even know. Speaking of all this awesome wrestling. I got to talk about the awesome wrestling that's going over in Japan. Now, obviously, New Japan is tops, you know, for, you know, not mm-hmm. tops, not in terms of quality, not only the biggest, Japan, but obviously the world. But the stuff that's going on in pro wrestling, Noah, right now is unbelievable, very underrated. You have Go Shizaki and Nakajima as a tag team. Now, if Nakajima is, I know you've seen him work. He is the adopted son of Akira Hokuto and Kente Suzaki. Suzaki is the first and I think the only guy to hold the Triple Crown for All Japan, the IWGP Heavyweight title for New Japan, and the Global Honor Crown, which is Noah. Um, I don't know if Takayama did it. I know he's the first, and I have to double-check to see if Takayama held all three of them. So he is. So obviously he grew up in the household with Akira Hokuto. And what, what a family to get adopted by if you're going to be a wrestler. How awesome yeah. is that? <laughs> So now Nakajima, if you, uh, when he was in Ring of Honor, when he was doing a lot of stuff, when he was touring over here in the states, he had short hair. He had, he, I wouldn't know if it was. Now obviously, his the way he throws his kicks and he strikes, and the way he does his sell is similar. But he ha- now he has a, like a, a '80s style mustache and curly hair. Really? But okay. I didn't know it was him. I was watching these YouTube clips, and I'm like, that's not Nakajima. And I would see him do the same move set, and I'm like, I guess it's Nakajima. But him and Goshi Izaki are tag team called Access. A X I Z. Okay. And they are, you can put them in the top five. I know I've only, I, I'm going down a huge Noah hole here the past, you know, two or three weeks, but you can put them probably in the top five or six tag teams in the world. Wow. You have a Kato Kimura, who's 22-23, who is, uh, he's, the, he's like their ace. They bring Kino Mihara over from all Japan from time to time. He was just, you know, we talked about him, how we want him to team one next year. So you have, uh, he's doing, and, uh, Mihara is doing phenomenal stuff over in all Japan. He just doesn't have, I mean, there's some other good workers there, but they're not worldly workers like an Okada and Osprey, you know, Tanahashi, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Uh, then obviously you have Marifuji, who's still throwing it up over there. Like, I would like to see Noah give one of these guys from New Japan, even like a Yoshihashi, um, just to like, you know, round out their, their, their roster. I like, like a Goto. Yeah, Goto would be good. Evil, you know, something because it's just like, there's so much good stuff in New Japan. It's like, where are you going to put them? Like, everyone's bitching how Sonata only has X amount of points in the G1. Well, it's like, 
is he going to be beating Osprey, Tanahashi, Okada, yeah. like all these guys? It's like, you know, he can't. So it's like, you know, what do you do with them? I like to see, see some of these guys go to Noah or All Japan. And in Dragon Gate, there's, I've never seen this guy wrestle before, but Ben K earlier this month beat Pac. Did he win the title? Match. Yeah, he beat him for the title. Now the match is on YouTube, I'd have to watch it. But there's so much good wrestling out there, not only in the States, how we just talked about the last 20, 25 minutes, but the stuff going on in NOAA. Now, earlier this year, NOAA decided to remove the green campus and change their logo. Yeah, I've seen that. A lot of people were like, no, don't do it. And even I was just like, to me, that's Masala. Like, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Masala. I'm like, I'm like, no, they can't do that. And, and what Akiyama, who's basically running NOAA, is just like, hey, we, need, we feel over the past six or seven years that Masala's ghost is looming over you know, the green ring, we kind of just need to move on. I'm like, bad, they have a good point there. And for some reason, ever since they removed that canvas, it's they're getting more exposure. I've seen that they're selling out shows, you know, whether it's 1,500 people, 2,000, 3,000. When they run the, the smaller venues, where it's like three or 400, they sell that out within a day. So it's like awesome. the stuff going on in Noah right now is doing really, really well. So like I said, I've been watching a ton of it. And actually, I, I kind of just have a, the Noah channel on YouTube. And so it just huge, just random matches, and they had a match. Obviously, it was from you know years ago. Where it was Kenta and Segura, who is the Segura was their he was their champion for years. Um, it was Kenta and Segura versus Nakamura and Marafuji. Oh wow, that one's probably pretty good. And I think they have their own streaming service, I I believe. But I think it's all in Japanese. Stuff. Yeah, you can watch their stuff on YouTube. You can up twenty four forty. Oh okay. So. Just like kind of like the stardom too. Yeah, I just wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially if their streaming service is all in Japanese, like even to order, and it's uh, gonna be a little hard. <laughs> yeah, so I'm good. I'll just wait for their stuff. So I just subscribe to the YouTube channel. That and there's uh, somebody Kings A A R K that they'll 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 upload five or six videos a day where it's stuff from either Noah or the really 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 good stuff from all Japan. Oh, cool. So I'll just get that notification, you know, on my phone whenever something gets uploaded. But yeah, man. Again, I mean, obviously. Japan's tops, but the stuff going on in NOAA, all Japan, Dragon Gate, it's really, really awesome to see these, these guys come up. And like I said, I think the top tag team in Japan, just on these five or six matches I've seen, is uh, Go and Nakajima. Wow. Now, now do you really, think uh, New Japan will be eyeing them up? Because that's the only thing they lack is tag teams. I hope so. I hope they bring them in for their, for, for their, for their tag yeah, teams. The World Tag League's coming in, that's what, October? November? Uh, November comes yeah. I think it's the end of October, beginning of November. It's right after Kingdom Yeah, Kingdom. and like right now they're just sitting on what three teams, unless they make some. <laughs> Who are the three teams? Uh, I I only have Grills of Destiny and Evil and Sonata. Yeah. Who's the other team? Uh, I, I would say Suzuki and Zack Saber. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then if you add Sho and Yo, there's four. You could add uh, El Desperado and Kanemaru. There's five, and yeah, and, and I think uh, World Tag League players. is like what twelve teams at least. Yeah, they, they, uh, and Finn, but I think Finn are uh, family. Oh, I mean, yeah, I think uh, he's still hurt. He's shoulder. And right? I mean, unless you put Okada and Tanahashi together, have them win the whole thing. That's what a lot of people were saying. That they're calling the new mega powers. Yeah. They're saying, you put, put them in. So, I mean, I can I could see that happening. But, I mean, you get the Briscoes for that. Got to get AEW and get the Young Bucks or, or even Best Friends, somebody. Speaking of the Briscoes, you see who their next ring about our tag title defense? Yes, again? the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> I want to see that. I seen the highlights before they wrestled at uh, was it an NWA show or somewhere they the wrestled? Yeah, the yeah. Cup, yeah. And uh, 
Oh, what's it? Ricky Morton did the Canadian Destroyer to somebody? I was like, that's awesome. He did that, and then he did a suicide dive, and Ricky Morton's, what, 64 or something like that? I was like, that's awesome. I, I want to watch that. That's an attraction match if there ever was one there. I mean, if it was back in the day, it would be an awesome work rate match, but now with uh, Rock and Roll Express being all the, well, senior citizens and still wrestling, I want to I wouldn't be mad if they won the tag titles. Yeah, I mean, that's really more more clout to really the tag division. You have arguably the greatest tag team of all time, you know, against the, you know, hands down the greatest Ring of Honor tag team yeah, of all time. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> and just, so. just having the Rock and Roll Express on the title history page, like, that's awesome. Wait, the Rock and Roll Express in 2019? Like, that's awesome. Even if they get a run that's, you know, two months. And right now, ROH needs, they need anything. So, why not put yeah. the belts on the Rock and Roll Express? And the Briscoes, they've, they've done it all on ROH. It won't hurt them one bit. But at least, like, the, the Briscoes, especially the, the many few, they have the Girls of Destiny, where they did, like, everything bleeding all over the place. Like, at least with this, they can kind of slow down, like, have, a, like, an old-school psychology match, I'm sure. It'll be, and I think it's in Nashville. Oh, I, I thought it's be old over. School, yeah. So I think it's like they can just have a have an old school psychology style match where Ricky Morton you know, be beating down Ricky Morton for like five or six minutes and hot tagged to Robert Gibson and like the finish is like a roll up and stuff. So yeah. and I thought the can do it. They can do it all. They haven't had a match like that in a while just because it's like the the, the pace of wrestling has, has has gone so much faster. But the Rock and Roll Express still do what they do. They still get over. So yeah, well, why not? And I mean that's a that's a track. That's the main event in my mind. I mean I would watch that over a Matt David match. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, the, yeah. what's the women's champion? Uh, I forget her name totally. Kelly Klein. Kelly Klein. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's really it is it is sad to see how far we've gone. Fallen when we talked about it, even up the negative. We talked about they they ran Hammerstein Ballroom, and that was always a sell. And I think they sold like less than half. Yeah, I think they had like four like, five hundred people or something like that. Six hundred. Yeah, the UK shows have only sold like three hundred tickets, where they only go over there. Couple times a year, so it's usually like seven, eight hundred easy. So I mean, they only sold like three hundred. Yeah, hopefully they're looking and saying, "Hey, we're we're doing what? What are we doing wrong here that we're drawing such low numbers?" I mean, they need to spend money. They need to. I mean, obviously they have Roosh. They're doing a program with Roosh and Matt Taven, and Ian Rickabani did a great job telling the story. They said, "Well, when Matt Taven before he came back to Ring of Honor was in Mexico, and that the reason why his haircut is the way it is is because uh, they did a hair versus hair match oh, okay. with uh, Taven and Roosh." At the last, um, at the, well, I guess his pay-per-view or VOD thing where Taven beat Alex Shelley, Bruce came out and challenged him, and then uh, the commentary team, me and Rigabani, you know, he's like, well, here's the history, you know, he, he, last time they were in the ring a year or so ago in the Arena Mexico, he beat him in a hair versus hair match, and now, now he wants the title. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know that. I didn't, I know he was over in Mexico. Uh, Dave was over in yeah. Mexico for a while, but I didn't know that's the reason why his head is like cap shit. I, I didn't know that either. It is a stupid haircut. Why to grow your hair out, please? But uh, yeah. I didn't know that at all. I, I think no, put he, the belt on Roosh. There's a good champ. They really, I mean, like I talk about it all the time, how the Ring of Honor World Champions got to be an A-plus talent. They really don't have too many of those not, guys. Not really. I Jay Roosh, Lethal. Roosh is there, man. Do you know Jay Lethal? But, I mean, you think of the Ring of Honor Champion, you know, I know we, we talk about it a lot. You think of Punk. You think of, obviously, uh, Danielson. Yeah. Joe. Austin Aries. Uh, Nigel. You know, all these great, great, great top-level wrestlers, which is like Dalton Castle, he's not one. Even Cody had. Now, what I understand when Cody had it, he was, he was a big-time draw. But they also had the box and Kenny were coming from time to time, so that helped. But, like, even, like, I, I don't consider Cody a top, top, top wrestler. No. And then you had, so it's like in the last, like, three years, you had Cody, Taven, and Dalton Castle had it. And I think these guys are, like, be at best, you know, in ring wrestling. Yeah, so compared to who else had the bill. So improved, but yeah, but he's no, he's no Daniel Bryan or Samoa Joe. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, you know, not against them. But yeah, they, they need some, get some guys. I don't <laughs> Even if they, uh, let's say they brought Goto over. I, I know the that relationship is strained. I mean, put the belt on Goto. Why yeah. not? They get a more Shima. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. I mean, even, any of the guys that are in New Japan ain't really use them. Bring them over and do something with them. But I don't, I don't know. Like ROH, they need, they need some work, definitely. Especially now MLW has their working relationship with Noah. I just talked about how great Noah is. And uh, Dave Boy Smith Jr., who's a huge star, signed a deal with MLW. And it was a big deal over Noah because Suzuki would actually debuted to Noah. That's what yeah. it was for. Yeah, because they got exiled to Noah and they yeah, did this thing there, which is pretty cool. He took it from Kojima, right? Yep. No, was Kojima ever JHC champion? Because then, if so, then he would have had all the titles. No, he did not. There's okay. a lot of guys that had two. Uh, obviously, Kojima... Is one of them Suzuki had all Japan and the GHC yeah. as well. Yeah, Mudo had uh, IWGP and Triple Crown, but never had the Noah. There's a lot of guys that has has two. I know Kensei Suzaki's one, and then uh, like Satakiyam. I heard some people saying the Takiyam. I know he had IWGP, and I believe he had the Noah, but I don't know if he had the All Japan. I'm gonna have hmm. to look it up. Yeah, and I'm obviously, sure. obviously a lot of the All Japan stalwarts had you know had Kabashi, Masara. Yeah. They had lengthy reigns for. All Japan. Then when they when Masawa created Noah, you know, obviously they uh, they were the name Akiyama as well. Yeah, why not? Champion. You know? Yeah, but never those guys have never went over to uh, New Japan. Maybe for like a Tokyo Dome jump shot. Yeah, but never you know, a run. Yeah, never full, never full time. So now here's something. Did you see? Uh, Will Osprey signed a five year deal with New Japan. Yeah, he said he wants to sit there for a long, long time. Yeah, I think so. he is. Well, he moved to Japan, and why not? I think that's best for him. Not, uh, do you see him winning the world title there? And if so, how long till he wins the world title? I think by this time next year he'll have at least sniffed he'll won the intercontinental title, the world title. I mean, the world title. It's almost like with Okada, it's like Hogan in the eighties, where it's just like, oh, how come Piper never won it? How come Orndorff never won it? How come Orton never won it? Like, well, how come Rude never won it? Like, well, you know, the Golden Goose was Hogan. Why, why take away the belt? You know, there's that old saying. Vince Senior always had that old saying: when business is good. Why change the guy at top? Yeah. It's like, you know, business is best it's ever been for New Japan. Why, you know, I can see maybe taking the belt off Okada and put on a Naito. Uh, obviously, I have no problem with Tanahashi around Abushi. But it's just like, man, for you to break that top four or five, you got to be something special. And Osprey is, but just, man, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I see him possibly win it, but not for about two or three years. Probably three. Because that way it'll be midway yeah. through the contract and they'll probably. I, he's going to get close. I, I'll probably have a title shot maybe this year. If not, then definitely next year. But he ain't gonna win it. But two after two or three years, I, I wouldn't be surprised because he's basically their new Kenny. I mean, look at Goto and Ishii. Those guys are top, top, yeah. top guys. And Ishii's never had the Intercontinental title before. Goto yeah, which is, that's a crime. <laughs> you know. So it's like those guys and those guys will probably never have the world title just because, as good as they are in the ring, they don't have like the character. They don't have uh, the charisma of an Okada. You know, the way they connect to the crowd. Yeah, and Tanahashi. You know, yeah. Yeah. Now, if it was WWE, if they had like the WWE mentality, those guys would have been champion a couple times. They would have just been hot potato, but yeah. And then Suzuki, he never had the title either. No. The, the New Japan. He, he, he just been all Japan and uh, GHC. Now, when he won the GHC, he beat Marafuji for it, and he obviously there was a whole bunch of cheating, and Kabashi was a com- was doing commentary for it, and Kabashi obviously you know retired, and he he got. Something happened in the match where Suzuki was doing his normal outside the ring stuff, and Kabashi got up, and they had a stare off. And I was—I remember watching the match like a month after it happened on uh, online YouTube or whatever. 
But I was like, I wonder if Hibachi's going to come out of retirement to, to wrestle Suzuki. And obviously, they, you know, they yeah. pulled the trigger on it. That would have been so, awesome. You know what I seen? It was floating around the internet the other day. It was uh, Kobashi versus a uh, young line uh, Okada. Did you see that video? When yes. they're, when they're, like chops him twice, and uh, Kobashi's like, eh, and then he just gives Okada one chop. And he goes right down. And it was so funny to see like well, Okada probably about 18, 19 years old with small black hair. Yeah, that was all a good get up too. I was like, oh man, but that's just so cool that he got to wrestle him as a young line. I mean, I watched that match. Like, if they could somehow make Okada now wrestle Kenta Kobashi from then, that would be awesome. It's weird, like, a lot of people that have just gotten onto the Japanese scene four or five years ago, like, you know, they say, Okada and Tanahashi are the two best Japanese wrestlers ever. And it's like, it's hard for me to say no, but at the same time, like, my, I always go with Masawa, Kawada, and Kobashi. And it's like, well, what if they ever wrestled? What would it be like? And it's like, you know, they're, yeah, I'm sure it would be awesome. There's like a thirty or forty pound weight difference because, like, if you look at if you look at Kabashi, Masao, and Kawada, like those guys just have huge chests. Yeah, they were big like dudes. It, it seems like their training was like a thousand push-ups. Like their chests are just so thick. Yeah, especially Kobashi. Yeah, he just had that huge chest. So, did you um, did you get a chance to watch those matches I sent you like uh, last week? I think it was uh, Nakajima and Marufuji, and then I think it might have been. Uh, Kyoto and uh, Marufuji. Oh, no, no, I didn't. Cause I, what the, I just get back from the beach. Or when did you say when I was at the beach? I sent them to, I think, right after we got off the podcast. Yeah, you know what? I, did, I didn't, but I have to go back and watch them. Yeah, when I just wanted, just so you kind of get a flavor of what's going on over there. It is getting like some steam behind it. It's getting, the, uh, you know, it's, it's 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 becoming a hot topic. Like, people are like, oh, you hear what's going on, Noah? Like, you hear a little bit, and it's starting. So, like, that's great for Noah, you know? Maybe they'll be partners for the two uh, Wrestle Kingdom shows. You never know. They used to do it. They used to do it back in the day with the early Wrestle Kingdoms and before they were called Wrestle Kingdoms. And even Noah, they did Noah did two dome shows where they drew over sixty thousand. Obviously, they had Masao and Kabashi, you know, in in camp, and they did have some uh, New Japan guys on there as well. And yeah. I think some All Japan guys in there too. Why not? I mean, it's it's two day Wrestle Kingdom, so you're gonna need. 20 matches, roughly, right? Something about yeah. that. So, I mean, usually, I mean, all their stars are on one Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, there's a couple guys sometimes get left off, but you're going to need some more people, some outside people. So, why not use no guys? Yeah, maybe, maybe you throw a little AEW in there. You throw there you go. Maybe a Dragon Gate 6 man in there. I mean, I don't know. That'd be awesome. Even Maybe even a stardom match or something like that. Yeah, there you go. Throw, throw a flavor around. I mean, I wouldn't I'd say add all this to one Wrestle Kingdom, but when you got two days of Wrestle Kingdom, yeah, why not? Yeah, we do each show four hours, you know, or maybe a little over four, so you have eight, eight and a half hours of wrestling. So, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm all for it. We shall see what happens. Anything else, sir, before we do our top five and close it out? Anything else you want to talk about? I, well, as spawn through news Rama here, uh, G. Will Wilson is not going to be writing Wonder Woman anymore, and it says she will be exiting the DC title by the end of the year. Framing it as her own decision, Wilson says she is exiting the title to work on a bucket list pro- dream project. So who knows what G. Will Wilson is going to be writing? But taking over for Steve Orlando, so that ain't bad. His, yeah, his Supergirl run wasn't the best, but I don't know. Hopefully, he'll do good. He apparently is writing two issues in November, then G. Will Wilson comes back for the end of the year, then he comes back. So. That's pretty cool. And then, did you see the Garth Ennis is writing Punisher again? Just uh, it's called Punisher Soviet. And it's a six issue mini. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, well, we're gonna pick picking that up. This Garth Ennis on Punisher is usually always awesome. And Eddie Barrows is doing the art. Oh, Eddie Barrows is great. Eddie Barrows did a Catwoman sketch for Lily for free. 
Oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. Great guy, yeah. Yeah, so that is coming out, I think, next month. Punisher Soviet, it's called. Let me look there. Uh, actually, November. So, but it, it, they have some preview pages up. It looks really good. And it's Spartan is right Punisher, so sign me up. Yeah, I might have to give that a try. And that's about well, it for comic got... news, I think. All right, top five is always good, sir. It is, oh, before we get into it, I did get a uh, notification that, by, and I will send you the link that on YouTube somebody is going to send a, I think it's a two and a half hour clip of all of Shibata's Noah matches. So oh, wow. Of, there's going to be a lot of takeover stuff and everything in camera. Oh, so, that's good. So, yeah, that's I good think it's a text message saying today saying that by the end of the day it will be released. So as soon as I get the link, I will send that over to you. All right, sounds good. So you can see some of Shibata in uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. Because uh, what happened was, obviously, he left New Japan to go MMA. And then his MMA career, I think he was like 2-6. and six, And he wanted to get back into wrestling. New Japan wouldn't take him back. So Kenta, who was a top dog in Pro Wrestling Noah, brought him in. So it's kind of like, you know, that's the, the, when they talk about the stories about how Shibata trained, you know, helped train Kenta for the G1. Well, you know, Kenta legit got Shibata back into Pro Wrestling. Man, that's awesome. And now they're going to be feuding, yeah. hopefully. Well, who knows? Apparently, apparently what's it, uh, Shibata is not cleared, but he's working to get cleared. So yeah. I think he'll at least get one match. I mean, maybe not a full-time comeback, but even if he wrestles like uh, sporadically like Tenzon and uh, does, why not? If he can, you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah, so we'll see. Fingers crossed. Obviously, we need both big Shibata fans. Yeah. So that, uh, Hopefully that goes through. All right, top five, sir, as always, is his George segment. So who would you like me to go first or you go first? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. There was something that was out left field, but you did mention him before. And I was like, well, how about that? So I was going to ask you, what is your top five songs from Ozzy Osbourne? Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. No More Tears, Crazy Tree. Now, just Ozzy. Is Sabbath? Yeah, don't, don't, don't count Sabbath because maybe that'll be one okay. next time. <laughs> no More Tears, Crazy Train. Diary of a Madman, Ooh, okay. um, Suicide Solution. Ooh, yeah. Zach Wilde in the tar for that one. Uh, man, I, that's no Suicide Solution. That's uh, was that Blizzard of Oz? So that'd be that would be Randy Rhodes. Oh, wasn't uh, what am I thinking? I'm thinking uh, the No More Tears album. Uh, it's like the yeah. third song. Ah, no, let me. I'll find out. Uh, but then the last one I would say is Shot in the Dark. Oh, okay. Wow. That's so, tough, man. Yeah, it is. There's tough. a lot. Because that's my all-time favorite, Nazi. Ozzy stuck on me through uh, high school. Uh, you know, I was huge. That's all I listened to in high school was, was Ozzy and Sab and stuff. So, yeah, that'd be my th- top five Ozzy's. I'm just up the top of my head. But, like, one and two is always uh, Crazy Train and No More Tears. But then, like, you know, then to round out the next one would be a, a rotation. But I'm a huge fan of Diary of a Madman, and I cannot find the live version of it anywhere. Really? I don't I've seen Ozzy a dozen times in concert. He's never played Diary of a Madman. Wow. How about uh, that? It might be on one of them. Do you remember that it used to be the double CD and it looked like a speaker and it was live actually a metal loud, case? Live and Loud, Live and Loud is my all-time. If I can only take one album to a desert island, Ozzy Osbourne Live and Loud is my all-time number one favorite album. Is it not on that? It is not on that. Wow, no. how about that? No, Mr. Crowley's on it. Uh, there's, there's a lot, of, lot that's on there. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's been it's, it's been it's fantastic. That is Live and Loud. Anybody that's a huge fan of Ozzy Osbourne or just you know, metal in general, you need to listen to Live and Loud. It's, it's the greatest album. In my opinion, it's the best album of all time. For what I like. So. Yeah. So, but go ahead, sir. Give me your okay, I, I got some. Uh, I obviously got to think about. So I have some deeper cuts. That I like Mr. Tinker Train, one of my favorites. Oh, Believer. That's yep, yeah, one. Mr. Tinker Train's off on no more tears. Perry Mason. We'll go a little bit newer there. Uh, Shot in the dark because I loved that video when I was a kid. And then uh, five, you gotta go crazy train. Yeah, 
I mean, there's, there's so many. Like, I was building my, my Ozzy uh, playlist on Spotify the other week, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> just picking, like, the best, like, the, my favorite songs. I was like, there's so many here. Speaking of, literally back-to-back, I got YouTube notifications was the Shibata thing, and then I got something from, because I subscribed to obviously Ozzy Osbourne, but later this year they're releasing a vinyl box set of every single one of Ozzy's solo albums. Wow. And then I think, uh, think, I think it's 18 final sets and then I think only making a thousand of them and then there's a certificate of authenticity signed by Ozzy Osbourne so how much now keep in mind it's a real autograph from Ozzy it's I think 16 or 17 oh, Jesus. final things the poster <laughs> how much you think that is that gotta be what a thousand bucks that's like, what I figure 500 bucks 500 well that ain't bad I mean I think that's a steal for, yeah. you gotta think what two, 15 albums at least if they, well, if they have the new be, ones? Yes, it's, I think they said it's going, there's going to be two bonus, bonus albums. So I think it comes up in 16 or 17. Like, of all unreleased stuff. Wow. It's going on vinyl, not CD, vinyl. Wow, that's crazy. I have the one the one old live one on vinyl, and you open it up, and it's it's uh, Ozzy holding up Randy Rhodes in the middle. That's Randy Rhodes Tribute. Yeah, it's called uh, Ozzy Osbourne Randy Rhodes Tribute. Yeah, I have that on vinyl. It's, like, in perfect condition. I, I, I bought it at the auction for, like, $2 years ago, which is crazy, because you go with, like... And when you go to auctions or flea markets or anything, all the records are always dirt cheap, but there's never anything good. And if you do find, like, the metal set, it's all, like, it's all expensive. But back in the day, it was dirt cheap. Like, I bought all the Jewish Priest records for, like, two. I think the most expensive one was five bucks. But I do have that. I think I have Bark of the Moon on record as well. Great album. Everyone is great. You know, the rest of the Wicked's great. Obviously, the debut, Blizzard of Oz, it's great. I, I, I consider it until tomorrow, Dr. Baham, great Ozzy's. I always say Metallica will probably going down as the, as the biggest heavy metal band of all time, but people need to really understand what Ozzy Osbourne did for the genre. Like he's the god about it. He's the backbone. He's the foundation of, of heavy metal music. Yeah, even his newer albums are pretty good. Uh, remember that Scream. one? That, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the one that, uh, what's his name, used to come out to? Brent Albright? He used to come out to uh, an Ozzy song. Never Gonna Stop. Yeah, yeah. Gets that, me, yeah, it gets me through. That's a whole, that's a great album. Like, Live in Budokan was Ozzy's last, you know, type of Japanese wrestling. You know, Ozzy of the Live in Budokan. Great. It's got a lot of his newer stuff on it. Another great uh, live Ozzy. My dad always told me growing up, you can always know a great musician when they sound just as good as live as they do in the studio because the studio, they mix everything. Yeah. And I think Ozzy and Iron Maiden are the two bands that not only sound just as good live, but they sound better, way better live than they do uh, in the studio. And I- Iron Maiden... Like whenever like one of their songs comes on the radio, it takes me a second to figure out what it is because I've listened to their songs more live, way more. Live <laughs> You're so used to that, to yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I only see Maiden live twice. I think twice, maybe possibly three, but I don't know. Definitely twice. So I'm. I know the studio versions more. I've seen Ozzy up a few times because of all the Ozfests I went to, and I, I think I seen them once solo with somebody, but I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Ozzy. Ozzy's just. I saw him last year. Last year, me and my dad was just seeing him just just as good as he ever was. Yeah, and he's still year. going, and he's and he's what is he seventy? Is he almost? He has to be close yeah. to seventy. That's awesome. Yeah, it's close to it. Him, close him and Flair, it. they're like our our, our treasures, <laughs> national national yeah. treasures. That uh, it's gonna suck when we lose them, but what can you do? Yeah, we'll live forever. Okay, sir, my Alex, I can go on this all day. My top five for you is give me the top. We were just talking. We talked about it. We're gonna uh, bookend this podcast. We talked about the beginning. We talked about the end. Top five villains, Spider-Man villains, you want to see in a Spider-Man movie. Now, the only, here's the catch. They have not been in a Spider-Man movie before. So nothing in the three Raimi films, nothing in the two Andrew Garfield films, nothing in Civil War, nothing in Homecoming, nothing Far From Home. 
and nothing from Endgame and Infinity War, which really is just Thanos and the Black Yeah, Lord, yeah, so. which is, is like Spider-Man villains. Uh, would we count Carnage, even though he appears within Venom? Car you would not count Carnage, so you can count Carnage. Okay, so we'll, we'll say Carnage, and oh, let me think here. Uh, Hydro, I think that would be pretty cool. He wasn't, or was he in the new movie? Oh, he was in that Far From Home, wasn't he? Yeah. I didn't yeah, see Far From Home. Who was the villain? Just spoil it for me. Other than Mysterio, Hydro well, and. Molten uh, Man, Mysterio, and. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, then, then, then not Hydro. Um, we, got the, we got the lizard, kinda. Well, yeah, that was the first. Yeah, he was yeah. the main villain in the Andrew Garfield Yeah. Uh, oh my god. I'm, I'm trying to think because that Rhino we got. We got Doc Ock. <laughs> we have we obviously we have Venom, but I guess well no. Well, we'll say Venom because Venom has his own movie, but not. No, we got Venom and Spider-Man. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. And we had Sandman was in that. <laughs> Vulture we had. Uh, mm -hmm. I would like a better Rhino though. So hey, let's say. Uh... We'll give you a Rhino. Let's do a Carnage Rhino. Go ahead. We'll okay. Give you a Carnage Rhino. Maybe. Oh Jesus! I'm gonna have to. I'm trying to think. It's Mysterio we got. Uh, I know there's some. Um, you know what? I'm, I was gonna uh, cheat a little bit and type in Spider-Man bad guys. <laughs> what was the last one? I, I'm, I'm typing Spider-Man villains because I need some help here. I, I, I'll do mine. Okay. Okay, you do Carnage. yours. Okay. Car Carnage, Hobgoblin, Juggernaut. Oh, he's oh, Craven. There you go. <laughs> right, uh, Kingpin. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he was in the Daredevil movie. But he wasn't a Spider-Man movie. And Punisher. Oh yeah, how about that? First appearance of the Punisher was Spider-Man. That's that's right. Wow. So yeah. So I'm gonna. I, you know, I I completely forgot about Craven. That's a good one. Yeah, I'll I'll go Craven because I think that would be a really good one. Craven, Carnage. Oh jeez. He said he said Hobgoblin. We got Electro. Um. You can do original Electro. Yeah. Okay. Well, original Electro. How about this one? Here's one. Uh, Chameleon. Remember the guy who used to put on all the different masks. Oh yeah. There's one. one. And then uh oh boy. Let's do the guy from uh the spider or into the spider verse. Mor Morlin, the vampire guy that would eat feast yeah. on Spider Man. Well we'll go with him. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's tough because like he's got a lot of good rose galleries, but we've seen a lot of it. Yeah. And I, I was going through uh yeah, we had we had Shocker. <laughs> I mean jeez, we had almost everything. Yeah. You, know, you didn't have uh, I think even though they never really had anything in the comics, I think it'd be cool. Uh, Red Hulk. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Something different, you know, because obviously the Spider-Man the Hulk had a long history. You just change it, you know, and obviously the movies, want, I always change things up a little. Do Red Hulk. I think that Red Hulk would be fun. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. And especially if they don't explain who Red Hulk is in the whole movie, then you find out it's uh, Thunderbolt Ross. And uh, yeah. Demo Goblin, that's one that just popped in my mind. Remember, from the Maximum Carnage and the girl, uh, the Sheik, Shriek? Yeah. You can do Ben Riley. Oh yeah, that yeah. They did a clone saga one with uh, what's his name? The the green guy. Vol uh, uh, who's the guy that made the clone saga? Behind the villain behind it. Oh, chameleon. Right? No, no, no. And it starts with a K. Uh, uh, oh jeez. Jackal. Jackal. Sorry. Oh yeah. With, yeah. We do Jackal. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good one. That's one that's a really a, a thinking one. <laughs> yeah, because there's been so many. Because I was even thinking. Well, I'll leave out. Infinity War and Endgame because it's really just Thanos and the Black Army and I'm like well Loki's in there and how cool would it be to have Tom Hiddleston Spider-Man 
I'm sorry, Tom Hiddleston low key and a Tom Holland Spider Man, just like a five minute banter with like low key being like, you know, all and I'll I'll air that and then Tom Holland just cuts him down with like the Peter Parker like, you know, yeah. funny snap with like one liners. That'd be great. Hey, might we might get it. Well, maybe not right now, but later down the road. You know what? They'll just put Deadpool in the place. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. There it is. All right, so you ready to wrap a bow on this? Yeah. Yeah. We got it. It was a pretty good episode today. We got a lot in. We sure did. We got a lot in the comic stuff. We talked about all the great stuff going on in the Jap- world of Japanese rest. Now, when you get a chance, watch that stuff. Watch that clip that I, that I sent you. Yeah, I'll put it on, on YouTube now, thing. actually. And then, uh, well, if you guys want to get a hold of me at all, Look me up, uh, Matt underscore Turner OF on the Instagram and on the Twitter as well. And we will be tomorrow night. We'll be at True Wrestling's biggest show, I guess, like their uh, WrestleMania Fight for a Miracle. Yes. Room for Pennsylvania. So uh, we hopefully we will see you guys there. And I'll tag in uh, Mr. Andy Hedder as he closes out this episode. Yeah, if you want to find me, just search Andy Hedder on Facebook and Instagram. I give a shout out to the other podcast I haven't been on because Beach, but uh, Not Cool in High School and Tornado Tag Podcast. Follow them on any podcast thing and uh, YouTube. And also, you can search for us now. Just type in Calling in the Power Ring and we come up on like every podcast platform just about, unless it's someone, no one that no one uses. So, that was a matter anyway. And then we'll be at Fight for the Miracle. So, until next time, hope you enjoyed episode 63, which I had no wordy title for, but we'll make one. See you later.